What's going on, everyone? It's another episode of Finding the Fantastic, and I recorded a stellar podcast yesterday. Like, stellar. It made me feel so good. It was everything I needed to say out loud. And then when I went to upload it to all the things, I discovered there was absolutely no sound. So, must have been good just for me. Uh, if you've tuned into the last two episodes... We've been talking about attachment styles, and I know I sound obsessed. I am. I'll just admit it. I am obsessed with the attachment styles because I've officially, for the first time in a while, like, not first time in a while, but I've been going on a mental health journey. I've been going on a journey. COVID threw me into depression, like, trying to figure out who I am and just work through a lot of stuff. And I always felt like there was something, something, something anxiety-wise going on. And it wasn't until I discovered that I have anxious, like preoccupied anxious attachment style that I was like, whoa, oh my gosh. And you guys have heard me talk about this because if you listened, uh, I talked about it already in two, two podcasts, but I have been doing some deep, deep, deep self-work. And honestly, that's the entire, I think that's what everybody should be doing. That's the entire goal, like self-work. And yes, going to the gym is great. Uh, educating yourself is great, but I think, I think it's really working deep down on your mental health and your confidence and your insecurities, like all of that, your mental toughness, that's, what's going to set you apart from everybody. That's what's going to help you realize you're not insane or crazy or just weird or broken because our mental health, uh, the way we see ourselves through our own mind, like dictates a lot for us. I know it does for me. And I know there are people out there who say your mental health dictates even your physical health. Well, I've been going through it. And it's in a good way. It's in a really good way. Like I look, like my friends are like, okay. And I'm like, yes, but no, because it's hard. You know how you go to the gym the first time and it's like, oh, awful. Even the second time, third time, fourth time, fifth time, even the whole year. And it's not until that second year that you're like, wow, check me out. I'm doing much better than I used to be. That's where I'm at. Like the hard times. I'm showing up to the gym. I'm putting in the work uh, on this attachment, on this preoccupied, anxious attachment. And there are three things this week that really stood out to me. And uh, yesterday, I, I actually hit a really good place yesterday evening, like mental health wise. I like... I felt my confidence coming back. I felt me coming back. It was great. Three things I want to I touch on. And, uh, you know, for the people out there listening to this, if, if you're sitting there going, this is stupid, this is dumb, uh, I believe other things, that's fine. This isn't for you. This is for my tribe out there who knows the feeling of this constant worry and anxiety over jobs, relationships, families. You're, you're constantly trying to prove your worth or get people to like you. Or you don't know how to feel, you don't know how to emote, you just you don't know what's wrong with you. But the reality is nothing's really ultimately wrong with you. You just need to do some some work, some work on your mental health, right? So, okay, two of the three things that I have discovered this week in rehabbing my preoccupied anxious attachment style. The first one is communication with an expectation is just manipulation. I'm going to say it again. Communication with an expectation is just manipulation. And obviously, if you try to get really, really rhetorical and argue with me on this, you're not someone who should be listening to it anyways. 
But yes, you can have the expectation to communicate. But what it means is, okay, from the anxiousness side of things, if you go in to communicate with someone with an expectation to fix the outcome, you're just manipulating the situation. If you go in and communicate with the expectation to change the other person, you're just manipulating them. If you go into a situation to expect while you communicate to have things come out in your favor, you're just manipulating the situation. And when I heard that, I had an immense peace because I used to think I was really good at communication. And I'm not. And that's okay. And I'm not not having empathy for myself. This is the second point, which is self-empathy. I'll get to it in a second. But like, I used to be like, hey, yeah, I know all about communication, this and that. I didn't. I don't. I just know one aspect. I have a heart to learn communication, but I only knew one aspect of it. And I went into conversations upon conversations upon conversations with an expectation. And even if that expectation is to help fix another person, that's still a form of manipulation because sometimes people just need you to listen. They don't need you to solve and fix their problems, which is point number three. But point number two, self-empathy. I know I could break this podcast into three different ones, but I'm just getting them out there. Uh, self-empathy. It is impossible to have empathy for someone else if you are unable to have empathy for yourself. It's just not authentic. So those of us out there who we don't have empathy for ourselves, we're not sitting there going, yeah, you know, I'm working on that. You know, I'm, I'm getting to the gym once a week, not five, but once. And it's a good job, Colleen. It's a good job. You know, I know I have anxious attachment style and I let my thoughts run amok. But yesterday I breathed three times and controlled it for like two, two minutes. Yeah, I blew it afterwards, but I did it for two minutes. That's empathy. And then the third thing is, if you're someone out there who is constantly trying to fix things, you have anxious attachment style. It's not our job to fix things. It's not even our business to fix things. It's really not. And the second you realize you need to stop fixing things is the second you start fighting for your peace. Like huge. I had no idea. Like all these things I just talked about, in and of themselves, don't come across innately bad. I was a person who communicated with people to help solve their problems and fix their problems and be empathetic towards them, right? In and of itself, that sentence does not sound awful unless you have the mindset that you're always anxious around people. You don't think you're worthy of their love. You're always trying to make sure they're happy with you. They're okay with you. You didn't say the wrong thing. That's when those things are really, you're communicating with someone to manipulate them to like you. You're communicating with someone to fix the problem and fixing the problem is manipulating them to like you, to fuel your, your anxiousness. And then you have no empathy for yourself. So you ultimately can't have empathy for somebody else. Um, so just food for thoughts out there. Things I have been working on for myself really, really, really intensely. Um, but, I, you know, it's, it's an everyday thing. I'm going to have good moments like yesterday. And then I'm going to have bad moments where I'm back in that anxiousness and the thoughts control me. But there are certain coping tools and things it, that you can like put into place to control all of that. And if you're interested, message me. I think I'm going to start an anxious attachment support group. 
sounds silly, but it's not. If you're anxious attachment, you'll love it. Uh, but that's it. Let's just go find our fantastic.